the Seventh Heaven Podcast. I'm your co-host, Delady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm excited to get into this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love how... We've given up all pretense at this point. Yep. Like, we sit down, we're here to do a job, yep. let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about episode 409, Dirty Laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is, just when Matt thought things were great with his girlfriend, she starts to withdraw from him. Mm-hmm. That's it? <laughs> That's it. Cool. <laughs> Not Mary... No. Okay. Yeah, for once, yeah. right? <laughs> I'd also love how it's like his girlfriend. Like, you can name her. Yeah. At this point, she's in the like, opening credits. Exactly. <laughs> it's not some rando of the week, guys. Yeah, it's Ashana. <laughs> she has a name. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. Um, I don't know. Should we just get into it with that storyline? Yeah. All right. Um, so, Shauna and Matt are doing laundry mm-hmm. at the Camden house. Yep. Because Matt has moved out, but like every week he's, he seems to have some business to do at the uh-huh. house. And um, they come in and they're all like cute and whatever. And um, Matt starts talking about like, you know, doing the thing that he wants to do and like what yeah. other couples do. And she's and Shauna's like saying things about like intimacy or whatever. Uh-huh. So it's heavily implied yeah. that they're talking about sex. And of course, Mary and Lucy are like like listening in from the stairway, you yeah. know, around the corner or whatever. And um, but they never actually say anything. They just sort of like vaguely hint at stuff or whatever. And then, um, but of course, you know, then then we see the girls like talking about them and like, yeah, you know, they they say things like they have the opportunity and the motive because, yeah. like, they have their own apartment and yep. they are in love or whatever, I guess, is the motive. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, 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 uh-huh. yep. all that. <laughs> um, but then, like, Matt gets to have a moment with Annie where um, he basically tells her, like, you know, we've been having some problems lately and... I kind of want to see a counselor because they have those on campus. and But Shauna doesn't want to go. And she kind of, like, won't tell me why. She doesn't want to talk to me about it. Like, we're just, like, not communicating or whatever. I was a little surprised whenever he said he wanted to go see a counselor. I was like, already? Okay, cool. Well, I know. And I'm, and I'm like, what problems are you guys having? Because they yeah. never really talk about the problems. problems. Yeah. It then very quickly becomes, like, oh, Shauna opens up to Annie. And, mm-hmm. like, we learn a little bit about Shauna. But it still doesn't answer the question of what the problems are. I guess, is the problem the fact that they're just not communicating? I think that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, if they have any other problems, they don't show it. It just shows me a problem that's happening right now. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, like, we've seen them be adorable together. Like, they, you know, they declare their love for each other Mm -hmm. at this, like, in the beginning of this season or at the end of last season or whatever. They've been really cute. I mean, we've seen a little bit of, like, jealousy and stuff, especially when Matt first moved out with, like, John and that whole thing. Yeah. But, I mean, they've been really cute, and, like, they seem to be, like, on the same page a lot and stuff. So it's kind of weird that, like, I mean, obviously it's just another contrivance, right, from the show. Like, Mm -hmm. give them a problem so they can deal with it, whatever. 
but I was just so surprised to hear um, how old is Matt? 20, 21? I think, yeah, if he's not 21 yet, he's like gonna be. Okay. Uh, again, 21 talking about going and seeing a counselor. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it, it's just a little surprising. But you're like, oh, okay, he's mature. <laughs> well, yeah, and he is. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we know that about him, you know. I mean, he's very much a red-blooded American 20-year-old boy or whatever. But, yeah. like, you know, he definitely has, like, a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, you he know? does. He does. So so Annie, um, like, invites Shauna over, I guess, or whatever, to, like, help her do laundry or something. Sure enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After she said, I don't want to do laundry at your mom's house. I just feel so bad. She's, she's doing laundry for how many kids and two adults and six kids and two adults. Like, it's enough. Yeah. And, um, and then, so they start talking, and I, what I love about this scene is, is that, like, Annie doesn't even have to say a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they, they're, they're, they're standing there, they're folding laundry, all Annie has to say is, like, so, the silence is kind of awkward, and Shauna, Shauna's like, yeah, and then Shauna just, like, like opens. opens up and like launches into this like monologue mm-hmm. which let's just play a little bit of it there are two kinds of people those who have seen a therapist and those who haven't i'm the first and matt's the second i don't want to air my dirty laundry in front of him i mean we're close but not that close and i'd like to know how close we're going to get before i reveal everything about myself i've grown up and i'm on my own and i'm doing fine but I didn't grow up like a normal person. I mean, I don't even know how to do the simplest things like normal people. Like laundry. Laundry seems so intimate. I mean, putting my dirty underwear in with Matt's dirty underwear when we haven't even seen each other's underwear. Is that okay or is that weird? (laughs) This is so insane. I don't care how other people do laundry. My, My goal isn't normal. My goal is to be me. I guess that's what I've been so afraid of talking about with Matt. (sighs) I'm sorry. I guess I just needed to hear all of that out loud. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Like, I mean, I swear it sounds like I cut it together, but I really didn't. Like, that all comes out of her mouth, like, in that order, in that way. It's crazy. Like, all Annie does is just, like, look at her and, like, smile and and nod. But it's really sweet. Like, mm-hmm. everything that she says is so adorable. Like, especially the part about dirty laundry and, like, yeah. underwear or whatever. Like, super cute. Mm-hmm. And I and I really... That really, like, worked for me. It really resonated with me. Yeah. Like, like I think I kind of broke down and cried for, like, a minute. Like, I had to Aww. pause to just to, like, just to, like, let myself emote. <laughs> because, like, I don't know. Like, I really love the part where she says that... Like, her goal is not to be normal. Her yeah. goal is to just be me. Yeah. That, like, really, really resonated mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. She was cute. So, that happens, and, like, she has her own, like, sort of self-revelation, but, like, Matt's still skulking because, at this point, she's already told him, like, she wants to take a break yeah. and, like, see other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's... Like obviously, really upset about that. Yeah. Um, and I love that he that he's able to like instead of just be angry. I mean, he gets angry in that moment when yeah. she says that. But like, but like, his first response is not like get the fuck out of my house. It's more. It's, it's like 
it's like, do you really want to see other people? I can't believe this. Yeah. Like, really? Like, that's what you want. You want me to see other people and for you to see other people. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, forcing her to, like, think about that, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, like, he has to go study or whatever or take a test or something. So, like, it's an unresolved conversation. Yeah. Um, but then um, when they reconcile, it's really cute because he's, like, he's like, I'm sorry I was such an idiot. Actually, Let's just play that clip, too, because you just have to hear it, because it's amazing. It was a a stupid idea. I think we need to spend more time together before we do laundry. I just want to talk to Mary, and then maybe we can spend time together tonight. Oh, I have to go to work. Right, and I have to study. Uh, before we both run off in separate directions, Could I tell you something about me? Sure, yes, please. When I was growing up, I knew my home life was different from the other kids. So I tried to make myself fit in by doing well in school. And it worked. And now, after all that effort for all those years, after trying to fit into normal for so long, I find myself in a position where I might get to pull away from the pack and actually get to go to medical school and become a doctor. That's my dream. You scare me. Getting close to you scares me because I don't want to get sidetracked from my dream. I promise I won't get in your way. Look, I know you've decided you want to be a doctor too, but it's new for you. You're just starting to invest in that dream, and I've got my whole heart into it. Is there room left in there for me? Don't worry, I'll make room. But you've got to give me time. Okay, I have to go now. It was nice talking to you. With their, with their little, like, finger gun, you know, mm-hmm. like, pointed. They're really fucking cute, dude. Yeah. They're adorable. And, like, when he's just, like, like not, not when they're, like, annoyingly kissing at the top of that scene, but, like, when they're sitting there together and, and like, after every, like, thing that she says, he, like, he, like, like passionately, like, like, caresses her face and kisses her. Like, yeah. that's, like, like, that level of passion is so adorable mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're so... Cute to watch. It's amazing. Ugh. I love them. <laughs> Goals. Actually, I don't even know if I love I them as much as I love Shauna. Like, I feel like I Shauna, Shauna is the equa- is the part of the equation that I love so much. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, like, so at the, by the end of the episode, like, it seems like they've sort of gotten over this whatever problem they're mm-hmm. having of, like, not communicating. I think they both sort of realize that, like, communication is what they make of it right yeah. like she's gonna have to open up to him and just like be open yeah. with him and he's gonna have to like just let her in her own time mm-hmm. you know get there yeah give her time yeah makes sense yeah they're cute yeah <laughs> cute couple guys cute couple totally um Okay, so should we talk about Eric next? Sure. And his whole deal? Dude, back at it. Always. Okay, so I want to talk about it in the broader sense because the whole, like, Japanese internment camp thing, Mm -hmm. for me, is, is, like, this major black hole Mm -hmm. in history. Like, to this day, even, like, I knew, I knew, I know what happened. I know it's a thing in our history or whatever. But I just feel like... I never 
remember that it's a thing. I mean, it, this mm. sounds horrible. Like it's not, it's not coming from a bad place. I'm just being honest about myself, right? Like, like I'm just saying, like, I, I, I feel like I'm constantly being reminded when it comes up in life that, oh yeah, there was this horrible time in our history where we did this to Japanese people, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know, it's like, I don't know. But so again, right, in the vein of say the Holocaust episode we saw a couple seasons back, mm-hmm. um, this is an episode that tries to like take a serious historical thing yeah. and make a drama story out of it. Yep. Um, and so it starts with, they get an anonymous thing in the mail? They or? get, yeah, they get a, a check in the mail for $20,000. Mm-hmm. Like addressed to the church or, yeah. like, or to the church or whatever. Yep. And then he basically wants to contact the person that sent them the check because he's thinking like, he just wants to make sure this is for sure coming to the church. Yeah. And like that's, and it's a lot of money yeah. to donate. So... And, and you, you know, just want to be comfortable with it. Yeah, and especially because at first, you know, Annie especially is like they're like super excited. Like they see the check and they're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah, huge they high five each other. Yeah, like huge donation for the church. And then Eric has a second to think about it, and he realizes like, okay, this woman like lives alone. She could certainly use the money. Like, yeah. why is this? Like, why now is she deciding to donate all this money? Yeah. Like, what happened? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his due diligence. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he calls, uh, what's her name? Sachiko? Sachiko, I think. Yeah. Um, invites her to the church, like to his office or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he basically tells her, like, he's like, hey, I just want to make sure you're 100% certain, right? Like, this, you want to give this money to the church. And yeah. she's like, she's like, why are you questioning me? Just take it. Like, yeah. like it's money, you know? Like, I don't want it or whatever. And he's like, well, let's talk about this. And so that's when she starts to tell the story of the fact that her family was um, was put into one of the internment camps mm-hmm. um, when she was very young. And the whole time, like, her brother was serving in the 442nd Regiment yeah. or whatever, like, fighting for the country that was, like, you know, imprisoning yeah. his family, yeah. you know, for lack of a better term. Um, and it was awful. And... She's she's like that's the reparation money I've held on to it for a long time I I don't want it I just want it I just want to be rid of it yeah I just want to you know not have to think about it anymore I when did they give this money I don't know that's the part I, I'm curious I don't about. know I, I again it's I, one of those things where I just I, I would imagine though it wasn't in '99 you yeah. know what I mean like so World War II happened in the '40s mm-hmm. it probably took many years to get the reparation money exactly. But I would say she's probably hanging on to it for, what, at least 15 years-ish, yeah. right? Like, Because so the way that she says it, and she never specifies a time frame, yeah. but, like, I mean, she does say she's been holding on to it for a long time. Yeah, and that money came after her parents were long gone. Yeah. She says. Yeah. And she's a woman of a certain age, you know? She's yeah. not, like, 40 or whatever, yeah. you know? So I think that, I think that tracks, like... Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she tells the story, and... It's just obvious, right, that she's, like, hanging on to a lot of resentment and mm-hmm. bitterness about this time in her life. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think what, I, what I love of what that they do is that it's very easy on the surface, right, to just assume that, what I just mm-hmm. said, like, that she's just really, like, resentful and bitter about that, that time and what this country did and, like, all that stuff and the fact that her brother had to lose his life over this and yeah. all that. But then 
um, later when Mr. Muranaka goes to visit mm-hmm. her, she admits that it's not so much the resentment of what happened as it is like her own shame yeah. of how she like lived her life, like yeah. how, how she was reacting mm-hmm. to the state of the world, which is like shame about being Japanese and like she mm-hmm. had thoughts like I would do anything to not be Japanese or yeah. to like hide who I am or whatever. Which is a really interesting little extra layer to yeah. all of this, you know? I don't know. It's and again, and again, like being so ignorant about this topic and this issue, like I it like I'm hard pressed to like speak mm-hmm. very much about it because I don't know. I certainly haven't done my research and my homework about, you know, what it was like for people and yeah. especially in the aftermath, right? Like many years later, um, you know, to to deal with any of that, you know. Um, but so Mr. Muranaka, who is um, also a veteran of the war, mm-hmm. who Eric's dad, the colonel, put him in touch with Eric, yeah. or vice versa, um, put Eric in touch with him. And so he comes, he talks to Eric a bit about like his own backstory and stuff. And, um, and then they, well, so w- when, the, when the two of them are sitting in the office before they go visit Sachiko, mm-hmm. right, they have this conversation, which is like, pretty dope. Yeah. So do you mind telling me your take on the reparation money? How do you feel about that? Actually, I welcomed it because it paid for my grandson's medical bills. It has been a real hardship on the family. My wife died several years ago. And my daughter has had difficult time taking care of the boy on her own. I was able to use the money to help her. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that the reparation money evens things out or makes life fair. Life is not fair. I love that part. Mm -hmm. I love when he's like, life is not fair. Yeah. Again... It, it you know what this you know what he reminded me of he reminded me of the veteran in ah. episode three okay right the idea that like or like you know like the like the flip side of because the, the obvious answer right is always like it's it's reparation money take it or or don't take it because you because you're resentful or whatever mm-hmm. and then on the other hand in Murnaka's case like use it for what it's for yeah you take it as money and use it. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that you forgive or you forget or whatever. You just take the money because you've gotten it and you can use it wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. Well, especially you know taking care of medical bills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I cut some stuff out of that, but like he talks about his wife and mm-hmm. the daughter and all that stuff, and yeah. So then finally they go to visit. Sachiko Mm -hmm. and at first she like slams the door in his face she's like I don't want to talk to you people like I like Reverend I already told you like leave me alone about this or whatever Mm -hmm. and then of course Eric has to have this self-pity moment where he's like oh I'm the worst my dad's gonna hate me because I ruined his his like connection with this guy or whatever I was like stop making it about you dude like this never was about you like get over yourself but then she finally and then Sachiko like calls him and like invites them back Mm mm-hmm uh, and they talk, and he shares his stories, um, and 
you know, she shares her stories kind of, not, not again, but like, you know, talks about the shame thing or yeah. whatever. And then they have this moment. Being engaged in life renewed my faith in mankind. Working with other veterans, sharing experiences, good and bad. Some men who bottled things up didn't fare as well. Everyone had to rebuild their lives again. It was a very dark time in history. But you have to believe there will be light after the darkness. But most of all, you have to recognize the light. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. I really love that because I think it's such a like poignant thing still to this day, right? Yeah. Like it's so easy to get caught up in like negativity yeah. or to like, you know, bottle shit up and like not not let like give yourself over, you mm -hmm. know, to hope and all that. I swear it's the cheat it's so funny that I bring up this ridiculous line from from what movie? But I, the bad stuff are easier to believe. Mm. Where's that from? The funniest movie I can <laughs> tell you right now. Pretty Woman. What? That was in Pretty Woman. When does that happen? Um, Julia Roberts is like having a moment with Richard Gere in bed. Oh, after they've already like boned or whatever? Oh yeah, this is like after many times of Oh, boning. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but she says like the bad stuff is easier to believe and it's true. Oh, because she's talking about like herself, like yeah. the bad stuff about yourself or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to understand the context like it matters. Yeah. No, but it's true. It's just like it's, it's um, to be engaged in life, like with life and yourself and take yourself into a better place is work. Yeah. And, but it's worth it. Yeah. And like he said, like, you have to recognize the light. Like, it's true. Yeah. It's like this book I'm reading called um, Daring Greatly. Mm. And, like, the big, like, takeaway or whatever for me, which I'm not even done with the book yet, so forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn or whatever, but, like, the idea that, like, the only difference between, like, those who succeed and those who fail or don't succeed, rather, mm -hmm. is, like, believing you'll succeed, yeah. right? And essentially the same nugget of truth here, like, 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 the only difference between, like, being happy and, like, like living a fulfilling life mm -hmm. or, like, not and, like, shutting yourself in and, like, being bitter and resentful is, like, recognizing that there's things to live for and be happy for yeah. and, like, you know, whatever... Be a, be a happy person, you will attract good things. Yeah. I believe in that because if you're happy, you believe in it. Like, you believe in your joy. Yeah. And you believe in, like, yourself and that you, you invite it. You find it, too. Yeah. You willingly find it. Yeah. And it finds you. Yeah. It, it, it like finds attracts you. like. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I yeah. believe in that 100%. Which is actually a perfect segue into Simon's storyline. Oh, right. Because, because, and like, once again, see, the show has this way of like tying things together in a very subtle but poignant yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't even hit me until we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. But um, so Simon's whole deal is, I love it. We open on him reading The Outsiders. Yeah. Or actually, like just about finishing, finishing. The Outsiders. And I love it. Like, like he puts it down, and he's just like real, like. 
down. You know, yeah. he's like really like meditative about it. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I wrote down, I was like, stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then, of course, like Ruthie comes in because Ruthie's the perfect person to come in in that moment and to like draw out of Simon, like, like what, like what's going on in your head right now, yeah. you know? And he's like, he's like, this book is terrible, but not like in a bad way, like in the way that like makes you realize like, like things are terrible or whatever, which, okay, let's talk about this because it's been quite a few years since I read The Outsiders. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, what about The Outsiders triggers all of the stuff that happens for Simon in this episode? Like, like, I just remember The Outsiders being about like these like guys there's like gangs right yeah. like one of them dies i know that the prep it, it, and it's and it's literally two different kinds of people yeah you know the preps and like the I, the socias or whatever yeah, oh no yeah. wait those are the preppies yeah and then the other ones are the outsiders i yeah, think yeah yeah and basically wrong side of the tracks kind of guys but like i th- this downward spiral of like of Al Gore coming through from him <laughs> it's just the most <laughs> bizarre thing that's like ever happened i was like because the conversation that he's trying to have with Matt and Eric, or just even with Eric in the morning, yeah, dude, like, I know it's crazy. I mean, everything he's saying is like valid, and I like we're like, still talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're still making and these I'm gonna points. play all the clips. Trust yeah. me. Oh, good. But, but like, I just, I, I just kept going back to like, like the trigger was reading the outsiders. Like, I don't get it. Is it just because like the like for the outsider boys? Like, life was really hard because yeah. they were, like, marginalized or mm-hmm. whatever, I guess. Is that the thing? I think, yeah, but they're also pretty poor. Yeah. Like, these, like, these kids would fend for themselves, and at some point, weren't I, I can't even remember the book, but I remember at some point, there was, like, what, a fight, and then two of them, like, ran away. They were hiding. They even changed their hair, didn't they? Or something Ooh, weird like that. I don't that. remember those details. See, like, I remember that they ran away, and, like, none of them have good homes. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like, totally. With, with their parents, no, nothing. Yeah. And, like, they're always looking for food. They're, and... They're, they're just sort of, like, latchkey-style yeah. kids that fall into, like, gang category. Yeah. Because they're just... They just hang together. I just got the image of Emilio Estevez in that oh. movie. <laughs> totally, like, laughing. Because, like, he's he's the outsider. And, like, looking at the prep boys and, like, laughing at their shorts or pants. And, like, it's it's so funny because, like, they're standing outside. He goes, <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> laughing at the guy with the weird pants. Okay, so don't laugh. But I've never seen the outsider. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> no. Dude, and it's a crazy <laughs> cast. Patrick I know. Swayze. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Isn't Tom Cruise in that? I, yeah. Tom Cruise, uh, Matt Dillon. Yes. Dude, it, Amelia, it's a huge cast. Yeah, yeah. Cast. Like, it was like, it was like the movie that launched a thousand famous careers. <laughs> who's who the cutie from, um, I'm forgetting his name. I think it's Mark something. Um, the ha- uh, Harmon? No. The the one that was uh, Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, him. He, he was in that one, too. Cute. Yeah. Diane Lane. Diane what? Lane. What? Who was she? Uh, one of the... the what was her name? What was the main girl's name, like from the preppy side? Oh, but she's Sherry? so she's like she's like a young she's Sherry? like a mom or something. She's like a young girl. She's a young girl. Yeah, yeah. She's, okay. she's a teen. Yeah, that tracks. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to because I've never seen it. I don't yeah. know. Isn't that bad? I haven't no. seen anything. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's actually like again, we'll add it to the list. Yeah. Of, <laughs> it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. 
I can't even. I kind of feel like I want to reread it now, like though. Yeah. Just to just to refamiliarize myself with I mean, the with the topics we and we were, the themes. We were just as. I remember vividly being in sixth grade when we read the Sixth grade, right? It wasn't eighth grade or anything. No, like we that. were young. Yeah, like eleven yeah. or something. Yeah, about that about, age. About yeah. There. I remember that the Outsiders and The Giver were yeah. are two books from my like childhood that like really stood out to me yeah. as like oh I'm reading like a novel <laughs> you know like I'm I'm ten and I'm reading a novel <laughs> I'm reading a book without pictures <laughs> okay no I graduated from picture books <laughs> way earlier T <laughs> I don't know about you but I still like the picture books and I still color I like to color too we should have a color unit we should with wine ooh. Grown-ups. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So he's reading The Outsiders. He's, like, down in the dumps about it. The next morning, he's making breakfast. And and here's the thing, because I didn't know where any of this was going, right? It's just another morning. Yeah. I, like, okay, he read The Outsiders, no big deal. It's, like, just another morning. He's coming downstairs for breakfast. And he pours himself some orange juice. And I know, I was like, I was like, is that supposed to be a full cup of orange juice? Because like it's like ounce. not, and then, but it never occurred to me that that was like purposeful yeah. until he poured the uh, the the cereal like very minimally, and I was like, yeah. oh, the, there's a sto- like the, like he's going for something. <laughs> so funny. At first, I thought it was just bad prop work. Bad prop work. <laughs> and no milk. Yeah. He's eating the yeah, cereal yeah, yeah. without milk. So let's play that clip. Uh. See, me boy is having himself a wee leprechaun of a breakfast. What happened to me, lad? Okay, no. Hold on. <laughs> we need to talk about this accent. Okay. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. He's not even eating Lucky Charms, like, yeah. to potentially warrant maybe doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why did that have to happen? I don't know. Because <laughs> I remember when I heard that, I was like, nah. <laughs> I swear, I couldn't believe nah. this was happening. And, and it goes on long enough for you to like realize it's happening while it's still happening. Yeah. And then you're like, it's still happening. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Guilt happened. That's what happened. I can't enjoy my food knowing that there are so many people in this world who are starving. It's a symbolic gesture. I want to remind myself what's going on. What is going on according to the paper? Well, let's see, where would you like to start? The plight of the Kosovo refugees? Uh, Famine in North Korea. The kid who got caught stealing a can of tuna fish from the 7-Eleven to feed his family. I think that was his cat. Hey, I got some good news. One of our parishioners made a big cash contribution. It's really going to help the church. Why'd they do that? I don't know. But why not? Because no matter how much money it is, it'll never be enough to help everyone, is it? <laughs> I guess. I guess maybe the book just made him go outside of himself and think about everybody. I guess so. That's the only thing that I can think of that the book did. Like, it just really made him think of, like, how we treat people unfairly, maybe, or, like, what is going on. Like, he stepped out of himself and his bubble. I think so. But he was one moody kid. I mean, I think Annie says it best. Yeah. Uh, The check makes me uneasy. I I, I don't have a good feeling about it. You haven't been talking to Simon, have you? Well, actually, I have. (laughs) Wow, that kid's a black hole. He sucked the life out of this entire family with his bad mood. Try to keep out of his gravitational pull. <laughs> They're so cute. Again, yeah. I like little moments of Annie and Eric just being yeah. adults together. Super cute. What but are you he talking is. To Simon? <laughs> Man, that kid's a black hole. 
But he is, though. Like, yeah. he really is just in an awful mood. And, like, I don't know. I get it. I get, I get what it's like to be a moody 13-year-old, yeah. right? Like, totally. And, in fact, it surprises me that, that because he's such an inquisitive guy, you know, he reads a lot. He's, like, mm-hmm. he's really, like, in tune with the world and shit. Like, it surprises me that he's never exhibited these types of behaviors yeah. before. Like, this is true. Like, because you would think he would totally be, like, an emo kid. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, and then, and then when Matt is, like, eating cookies in the kitchen or whatever. Um, God. And, like, offers Simon one. Go ahead and finish it off. Uh, no, that's okay. What's with you? Those are your favorite cookies. Not anymore. Take a look at the ingredients on the lid. Additives, preservatives, chemicals. All that for money. All that junk is filler. And the shelf life's probably a few hundred years. I was looking forward to this. You might as well eat it. We're all just pawns being manipulated by the corruption of politics and big business anyway. Knowing about our health and environment, they just make bigger gas-guzzling SUVs, package the the food in plastic, which leaches poisons into our bodies, sell arms to other countries, then declare war on them because they use them, and make paper towels and tissue that only promote waste. (laughs) Like, what happened, kid? (laughs) Who does Simon remind you of? We won't say it. We won't say his name. We weren't going to put our friend on blast, but he really sounds a lot like one of our friends. Yeah. (laughs) You know who you are. Yeah. If you're listening. If you're listening. Friend. Friend. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. I mean, he's adorable. Like, and he's right. That's the funny thing. It's like everything he says is still true to this day. It's still stuff we talk about, like, Mm -hmm. in the zeitgeist to this day. What's wrong with you? This is your favorite cookie. I know it's Matt's reaction. <laughs> like incredulous. Like, how what? You don't want these cookies? <laughs> oh man. Wrap them in plastic that just leeches poison into our bodies. You're like, God, I just wanted a cookie. I know. And poor Eric's like, I was looking forward to this cookie. Like, <laughs> calm down, son. <laughs> It's a black hole. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me while I cough up a lung. Um, so then finally, Annie just like puts her foot down. Yeah. And is like, listen, kid, you are going to be happy from now on. Mm-hmm. You're going to plaster a smile on your face and you're going to fake it until it becomes real. Because this negative attitude of yours is just not going to help anything. Yeah. And instead, you can channel that energy into doing something positive for the world or this community or your family or whatever and, like, and breed the positivity you want to see in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he does. He, he plasters a smile on yeah, his face. he changes. And by the end of the episode, he's, like, bouncing off the walls. <laughs> like Simon is back. Simon's back. I know. And it almost did feel fake. Until he talked to Ruthie. Yeah. When he talked to Ruthie, I was like, okay, Simon's back. Like, because this is, you know, it felt real. His dynamic with Ruthie, I feel, like, grounds the character. Yeah. You know, like, helps make him real. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Ruthie, she's funny. Yeah, what? we need to talk about Ruthie. I just found the, what did she say about, uh, what, they couldn't find any good books for you to read? They gave you all the terrible ones? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's cute. 
She is cute. I like how she's able to like take stuff so literally mm-hmm. to the point of like comedy about it. Yeah. You know, like it's cute. Um, so let's talk about Ruthie. Okay. I I don't know how to feel about Ruthie in this episode, to be honest, mm. because she's she's a little hard to like. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the episode. We see her on like a three-way call or whatever with her girlfriends. Mean Girls Part One. Yeah, it's like a subtle commercial for three-way calling at yeah. first. Like you don't have three-way calling; it's the greatest. We can all talk at once. Like, okay, calm down. Yeah. Um, and it totally is Mean Girls. And for a minute, I thought they were gonna pull that Mean Girls shit, oh, where yeah. they're like, they're like, oh, is Shelby on or whatever the fuck that kid's name is? Is is she on with you guys? And they're like, oh no, she's out. Yeah. And then they just to get Ruthie to like say something negative, and then yeah. we find out that she was there the whole time, kind of thing. They didn't do that. Nope. Um, Ru- like they just sort of back Ruthie into a corner where they're like, "We're not gonna hang out with her anymore. And if you hang out with her, then you're not in our group anymore." She's a geek loser. Geek loser. And I, I, I want to call her Shelby. I know she's not Shelby. Shelby's yeah. Lucy's friend, but I don't know this girl's name. So for I- argument's sake. We'll call her Shelby. Or yeah. I what can't should we call I her? Shelly? I can't remember their names. It doesn't matter. And of course, they're really mean. They're horrible. And then... The and then, morning. Yeah, so I have that clip. Let, let, let's, let's listen to that clip of the girls being horrible mm-hmm. to Shelly mm-hmm. on the playground. What are you guys doing? None of your beeswax. Yeah, it's a secret. It's only for girls. And you're not a girl. I am so a girl. You are not. You're a bird. Yeah, you're a skinny bird who can't do anything. Fly away, skinny bird shoe. Yeah, go away, birdie. You guys better stop it. Oh, poor birdie. What are you going to do about it, bird face? Tweet, 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 tweet. Chirp, 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 chirp. Worst. And the music, too. It really, like, it, it gave me anxiety just now listening to that. Like, mm-hmm. like... Where does such anger and hatred come from in seven-year-old girls? I, like, holy shit. Kids are assholes. I've said this before. They're vicious on playgrounds, man. It's I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. Wh- I mean, <sighs> I think we can probably understand where it comes from, but you're like, dude. What I mean, what, insecurities? Lack it's, of self-esteem? Insecurities knows what's going on in the family and their in their home that they that they practice it out on a playground i don't know yeah i mean a number of things but it's like it's like doggy dog dude. well what drives me crazy too about this the scene or the story i guess is that like okay so the three of like ruthie and her two friends are playing on the swings right and this girl is not even in their earshot. Like, yeah. so she she's already given you what you want. She's leaving you alone. Yeah. But they go out of their way. Like, they do this whole, like, we're girls and we're the best. Girl power, blah, blah, blah. All loud to, like, get mm-hmm. her attention. And then that's what brings her over to them. Yeah. So that they can just unload on her and be awful. It's like, if she's leaving you alone, leave her alone. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And then they go into this whole, like, you're a bird, bird face. What are you going to do about it? I'm just like... Oh my god, so mean. What I also find funny and ridiculous was, remember when they asked Ruthie to mm-hmm. be the one to do it? To, like, get rid of her? In that moment? Yeah, well, when they had that three-way calling. Oh, yes, yes, Like, yes. they're basically telling Ruthie, like, oh, you know, you have to do that, so don't forget. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was quiet. 
she she yeah, let it she happen. didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. She let it happen. Yeah. And you know, and from the look on her face, she knows that this is wrong. Yeah. But that doesn't is, speak up. No, and it doesn't, and it's not until the next day. Yeah. When when Annie finds out about it, so mm-hmm. so Annie, so the school or whatever calls Annie and tells Annie what what happened on the playground. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe because Shelley told her mom or whatever. Who yeah. cares? Um. And then, so Annie is telling Ruthie, like, like, how could you do this? And Ruthie's like, I didn't do what the other girls did. And Ruthie's like, and Annie's like, you know that's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know that you don't behave that way. Even mm-hmm. if you're silent, that's worse or whatever. Yeah. I need you to apologize to her and stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, the next day at school, Ruthie, because she's kind of a brat, mm-hmm. like, I get that she probably in her heart knows it was wrong what those girls did, but she's still kind of bratty. Like, yeah. like she walks up to Shelly, goes, I'm sorry, and, like, walks away. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? And I love, again, that Shelly's like, that's it? Like, yeah. that's all I get after mm-hmm. what you guys did to me yesterday? Yeah. She's definitely not like Simon. Mm-mm. Because, you know, when Simon doesn't... When Simon sees something like this that happens to any of his friends... He speaks up. Automatically. Yeah. Or... Or it's not even like even speaks up. Well, he does, but it's one of those like he he'll he'll right the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he'll go out of his way. Yeah, like when it comes to Nigel, right? Remember in the first oh, God, in yeah. season one. Yeah. In that um, episode on the playground, mm-hmm. where he's like, Nigel can't play. Where he's like, Okay, then none of us can play. Yeah. And like it, it was just like <laughs> it was just a quick. Yeah. Quick it was response. like it was like his actual impulse like was that natural like. Yeah. All okay. right, then. You suck. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and Ruthie doesn't have that. No. She's, she, it's not as natural for her. Yeah. Like, she struggles. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say struggles, but, like, you know, she needs to consciously work at being a good person, mm-hmm. you know, the way that Simon doesn't. Yeah. Or you could argue, like, maybe even Lucy doesn't. Like, Lucy has has a little bit of that Simonness in her, for lack of a better term, you know, where yeah. she kind of naturally leans altruistic and like mm-hmm. fair and just you know yeah. and treatment of others and stuff but that's neither here nor there so um so when Shelly calls Ruthie out on it and she's like that's all I get Ruthie's like I don't even know what Ruthie says but I, she's like basically like yeah like okay sorry whatever like it wasn't me kind of thing and or almost something like like well what else do you want you know mm-hmm. And Shelly's like, I don't know, maybe we can be friends. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> there's a thought, you know. And Ruthie's like, no, my friends are over there. And, like, turns to leave. Yeah. But then turns back. But Shelly's already gone. Yep. And she, so then we get this, like, real, like, moment with Ruthie where it's like, do I keep going? Do I not go? Like, you know, she's, like, stuck there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But then at the end of the day, I think they're friends, right? Like, well, she makes she makes the right choice. Oh, she calls Shelly. Yeah, she calls her yeah. and actually puts everybody in a in a conference call. Yeah, which is better than three way calling. Yes, <laughs> and uh, they're not happy about it and basically have cut out Ruthie and mm-hmm. and Ruthie's like, okay, well then we'll just be outsiders together. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, that's that's the what Ruthie has going for her. Yeah, is that Ruthie has no problems like being herself yeah you know like she's very comfortable in her own skin Mm -hmm. in that way Mm -hmm. but she struggles with like 
doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, all the time or whatever. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's cute. At, the, at least at the end, like, you know, she was able to redeem herself, I guess. Redeem herself. Redeem herself. Oh, well, dude, we have to get into, like, Mary and Lucy. Oh, my God. We haven't even gotten into them yet. No. I was about to wrap this up. You realize? Yeah, I know. I saw, I saw you going o- over for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. So, Mary and Lucy. Get into it, T. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we saw them uh, up on the stairs, whatever, like, we, okay, so we first get introduced to them being, um, standing in the stairway, whatever, like, listening to the, to the conversation between Matt and Shauna, Mm -hmm. okay, cut to the next day at school, Lucy is overhearing these two girls standing by her locker talking about what the girls did, uh, what the basketball girl, ah, basketball, Yeah. yeah. Uh, girls did for not for it did at the gym basically mm-hmm. vandalized it and whatever they're losers can't they're losers they they're creep yeah can't believe they did that and then we're going to this party on Friday t- to show support to the boys basketball team besides that they hear all this shit talking that they're doing and then and then basic uh, and then I can't remember if they mentioned Mary in the beginning. But, Not necessarily, no. but they just they're because they're just like talking shit about the girls' basketball team in yeah. general. And then Lucy, which if I was Lucy, I wouldn't have done this. But Lucy like slams her locker door and she's like, "Excuse me, do you mind? You're talking about my sister." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, which one's your sister?" Yeah, which one's your sister? And which... so she tells them it's Mary Camden. And how many times can you hear in one scene? No offense. No offense. Oh my god. No well, I love it's that it's Lucy. All about but like Lucy throws it back in their face. Like, yeah. no offense. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, because they're like, no offense to your sister, but like they're the worst. And like, no offense, but we weren't talking shit about your sister. Like, you know, like yeah. Just... No offense, but we like you. Yeah. You don't even know me. And and do you want to come to this party? No offense, you can't invite your sister. sister. <laughs> like. How many times can you say and that? At some point, if you're saying no offense a lot, you're offending me. Yeah. <laughs> no, true. True. Check your offense privilege. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so that happens at some point. Uh, oh, and then uh, as she walks away, Mary's like, he's like, hi, guys. Do you guys know where my sister is? And then they point and they give like this dirty look. But Mary also turns back to, to look at them like, she already gets a v- bad vibe. Yeah, because they're like staring her down and like giggling as she runs away or of whatever. Course. Worst. But we're but Mary in this episode, we're seeing her understand what she's done. I think so. I mean, she knows what she's done, especially in the ep- episode previous to this, where you know they're gonna go to the school court, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever that was. <laughs> um, Which we'll probably never see again. Yeah. And so now it, it's. I don't know. It, it was different. Like now she's sitting there quietly having this conversation with Lucy, yeah. saying how she, how well Lucy and Mary get into this. Um, I guess you can say like debate or conversation about how you don't know what it's like to be an outsider. And she goes, "What are you talking about?" By like the fifth or seventh grade, she said I was super tall and people were making fun of me. So she goes, "I used it, and I and I became an athlete." And then she goes, "And now I'm nothing." Yeah. Like like look what good it did me. You know like. And I think so. Okay, if we if we extrapolate on all of that, right? Like, because mm-hmm. that's what happens. But I'm trying to understand, especially in the context of this episode, which is all about, you know, 
being positive and not focusing on the negative and stuff, right? Like, I guess the takeaway is from Mary's perspective, like, like you're just gonna have to make lemonade out of these lemons, right? Like, like you, you've made your bed, Mm -hmm. you need to lie in it, Mm -hmm. and, and it's gonna be hard. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, the people that matter and that like love you and support you and stuff like will be there, I Mm -hmm. guess. And it doesn't necessarily diminish who you are as a person because you made these mistakes. Yeah. Or whatever. But then, but then, so then what is Lucy struggling with? Because that, that, that whole party bullshit, like, are you, are you going to go to the party? I don't know. Am I going to go to the party? I guess the party's the problem because the party is happening and they're purposely leaving the girls Girl, assaulting out of it. it. Yeah. So it's like this big whole, like, we're having a party, you're not yeah. invited thing. And if Lucy were to go to that, she's like, she's like being a part of that message, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. She is being part of that message. And then on the other hand, from Lucy's perspective, she's like, why can't I go to the party? I did nothing wrong, you know? Yeah, but... Then it's like solidarity. What do you do? I don't know. She ends up not going to the party, right? Yeah, she ends up not going. Okay. So then what? Like, I don't... I don't know. It was kind of like a weird storyline. Like, I... And, dude, even Matt throws it in her face. Oh, yeah, you don't care about... You don't care about Mm. anyone but yourself. And I'm like, dude, okay, now That's you're harsh. And I was like, okay, I know Mary is selfish. Let's be real. Yeah, she I is. mean, she's she's proven it to us time and time again. Yeah, but <laughs> the fact that everyone is pretty much unleashing it, like especially Matt in this episode, he's giving Lucy shit. He's giving Mary shit with Simon. He's okay, but <laughs> <laughs> but like. Except that Simon affected his bad mood to begin with. Yeah, and and Mary saying that she's not going to get involved is fine. And then it's totally valid. Yeah, Matt's mad at Lucy because Lucy made a comment, rightfully. Like, I mean, I think Matt is rightfully upset with Lucy in that regard because yeah. Lucy's comment to Annie was 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 supposed to be provocative. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to like be a shit stirring comment. You yeah, know, something about intimacy or whatever. Yeah, heavily implying that like Matt's having sex with Shauna. You know, yeah. in front of Annie. So Matt gets mad at her, and then she runs away and cries. <laughs> she does. She does. And so when Mary comes down, M- Matt's trying to apologize to Lucy through Mary. Yeah. Which bad on Matt because yeah. you know better than that. And Mary's like, I'm not your messenger, and I could give a fuck what you're doing to Shauna. Yeah. And that's when Matt drops the, like, oh, I forgot, you're just selfish and only care about yourself line, which was a little unfair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of felt for her. Me too. It's not, yeah. Especially because I feel like... She's I, already down, dude. You're just kicking her while she's down. I know. And, and it's not like she's not going to atone for this. Like, she's doing community service. Yeah. She has to go to that stupid whatever-the-fuck counseling place, yeah. you know? She knows what she's done, and yeah. she knows how stupid it was. Like, she gets it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sucks. It really does suck. Yeah. I, I, I still can't get over this Corey girl throwing away her dreams, dude. Oh, the one with the daughter? Yeah. I like, know, it's really weird. <laughs> why would you make an episode about how important and how epic she is and hardworking and then to throw it back in her face like that? Yeah, it's really weird. 
Like, damn you, Red it's Hampton. Almost, it's like, it's like, did you just not have another girl? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you just did just choose another person. <laughs> like, it didn't have to be the same girl we knew and loved from an episode ago. Like, I don't understand. So I don't understand why they do this. Let's build someone up and watch them fall. And so, so let's talk a little bit about that and the whole Brenda Hampton of it all, right? Uh-huh. Because. Um, because we got an email from Bruce once again. Hey, Bruce. Shout out to Bruce. Um, and he made some observations about, you know, there was an obvious, I, I think it's obvious in hindsight, especially, like a, a line drawn in the sand of like, Mary is now a bad girl. Yeah. You know? And I think it starts with sin, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, you can trace it back to sin, yeah. where she breaks the law. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, almost lands her ass in jail. And lands her ass in jail almost gets herself, like, prison time. Yeah. Okay? Um, and Bruce made the comment that, like, you know, was it was it because of, you know, the photo shoot thing that we talked about? Mm-hmm. And, like, was it sort of a symptom of... Was the writing... In, was Mary's character and how they wrote her a symptom of the real world where... Jessica Beale was like getting herself into some steamy waters, you know? Yeah. And I would argue that it's almost not the case. Yeah. I actually think it went the other way around because the photo shoot happened in 2000. This is still Still late 99. Yeah. And I think, I think Jessica, like if, I mean, I don't know Jessica Beale, obviously, but based on everything that's happened and things that she said or whatever, like, I almost feel like if I'm Jessica Biel and this is the storylines my character's getting and I'm getting shit on, yeah. I'm like, well, fuck that noise. Like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be this, like, wholesome family, seventh heaven, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like a woman, dude. Like, you know, yeah. get over yourselves kind of thing. And, like, tries to break the mold. Mm-hmm. And then, then all hell breaks loose and she has to, like, leave the show or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I blame Brenda Hampton for all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brenda Hampton. It's all your fault. You are officially on notice. <laughs> well, dude, they, they gave her, like, every time a guy showed up, she fell in love with him. Yeah. Okay? She gave googly eyes to everybody. And she she was a good character. She was a strong character. Yeah, until they, she started making stupid mistakes. Yeah. Like, every time. Every time, yeah. Especially, like, the conversation that she had with... Lucy, about Jordan. Oh yeah, and the, in the in praise of women episode. Yes, and then next thing, they're her and Jordan are giving each other the look. Mm-mm. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Such load of bullshit. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I don't appreciate Mary constantly like throwing the fact that Lucy's her sister like in her face. Like, it's not so much in this episode, but it starts a little bit in this episode, right? Like, or yeah. not starts, but, like, it is apparent a little bit in this episode where she's, like, she's, like, oh, you're going to go to this party and you're just going to be like them and you're going to ostracize them. It's, like, Mary, pick your fucking battles. Like, you're either, like, using Lucy to your own ends or you're, like, you're, like, being mean to her for your own ends yeah. or you're, like, be my ally, you're my sister to your own ends. Yeah. Like, like, when does that stop, you know? Like, Mary, like, Lucy's not just a pawn in your life. Yeah. You know, like... And, and, it's, and she's been doing that since season one. Yeah, agreed. Since season one. Yeah. It's kind of rough, you yeah. know? Like, from Lucy's perspective, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, 
you know, because here's this, like, you know, you're my oldest sister. I look up to you. You're, like, you're the closest, like, analog to my life that I have to look, to, like, look to. And you're, like, constantly being a fuck up. You're constantly, like, pulling me into your shit, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. Man, and I even called it, what was it, um, in season one, at the end, I said, I like her character. I'm just going to be so upset when I see her fall. And I don't want to uh, see it. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that's what it was going to be set up for anyway. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I was like, oh, okay. And then, of course, yeah. that article that I read, like, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. like, who can forget Mary Camden vandalizing the school? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, because that is, I think, I think if you, when, you know, when all is said and told, you look back at the history of Seventh Heaven, that's the line. That's the yeah. day that Mary, like, you know, her, her... She fell from grace yeah. or whatever. Well, don't worry, Jessica Biel. You did good, girl. You done good, girl. Mm-hmm. That you know what's funny is as we record, she just did an AMA on Reddit, and like E News is all about it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at it, so mm-hmm. I don't know what she talked about. But apparently, it was cool. Uh, okay, I think we did it. We did. Yeah. So as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, hello. What's your score? Oh my god, ratings! Ah, see, if you don't tell me, I don't. I always forget. Okay, rating. Do I have to go first? I yeah. Go first. Okay, I'm giving this episode a seven, mm. and that's a very generous seven. As I was writing it down, I was like, very generous, Jackie, yeah. <laughs> because because there was parts that I loved, right? Yeah. Like I loved some of the Muranaka stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved some of the Simon, you know, like like his Simon rants. Yeah. You know, they were cute. I liked Shauna and Matt, frankly. Yeah. I just, it just didn't quite all work for me, like, yeah. as a cohesive thing. So, mm-hmm. it gets a seven. I'm with you on all counts, but I'm a six. <laughs> Natch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, now can I do my spiel? Now, it, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you can have the mic. <laughs> so, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. Bye.